Well, I'm not real happy about this one. I doubt you will be either, but Notre Dame de Paris, the great cathedral basilica of Paris, which sadly caught on fire April 15th, 2019. I remember that dreadful day. I actually came on live as it was burning or maybe just as it was getting water on it. Very depressing. Very sad to see. That was April 15th, 2019. In that video, I remember saying, you wait and see, friends. You wait and see. They are going to modernize Notre Dame Cathedral. Here's how beautiful it is. Let's just take a look at the beauty of Notre Dame. Look at this. What a lovely church. Perfect. That spire, of course. That spire burned in this tragic fire. And all these people rushed in to make donations and they were all, not all, lots of it was coming from leftist donors. And I said, look, wherever the money comes from, that's who's going to control the look, the feel, the new architecture of Notre Dame. And well, 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 what did we just find out over the weekend? Quote, the new design will reportedly replace the cathedral's confessional boxes, altars, and classical sculptures with modern art murals. It will also add sound and light effects to create emotional spaces. End quote. Unbelievable. So, confessional boxes where you go and confess your sins to receive the blood atonement of Jesus Christ through the sacramental economy of the Catholic Church, don't need those anymore. Altars, side altars, oh, in the Novus Ordo world after Vatican II, that's bad. Everybody's got to con celebrate at one centralized altar. Classical sculptures, we don't want that anymore. We want modern sound and light effects to create emotional spaces. Because you see, the modernist globalist agenda is not about objective truth, about God, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, who created the heavens and earth, created everything through the second person of the Trinity, the divine logos, with a rationality, with reality to it. No, it's about emotional spaces. Is that really what Notre Dame Cathedral was built for? To have emotional spaces. Look at some of these pictures coming in. Here's one of them. This just makes me, it's disgusting. It's like a, it's a greenhouse. They built a greenhouse on top of the church because, you know, everything green is super cool right now. So a greenhouse, it's like, it looks like something from Epcot Center. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Let me show you some more stuff. This one is also a greenhouse. Look at this. Yeah, let's. Let's grow trees and bushes on top of a cathedral in the middle of Paris. What? What? And then we'll put emotional spaces down below. This is what happens when you do cultural accompaniment. Someone says, who gets to vote on this? The people who gave money are ultimately the ones who get to vote on this. Look at some more of these proposals that have come in it's just sad 
Here's another one. I mean, what is this? This was like cool in 1964. This looks like something that would like commemorate the Kennedys or something. Or something that's like passe cool 1980s Epcot Center. Look at this. There's some more. There's some more. Let me get some more here. Maybe I didn't save more. There's one that had like a golden um, flame, flame of fire shooting out. Maybe I closed that tab. I had a bunch of them. It's just ridiculous. Imagine everything ridiculous in the world, everything that you wouldn't want Notre Dame to look like, and that's what they're going to do. So I'm going to read this report. Here is the proposal coming in. The damaged Notre Dame Cathedral is getting a modernized interior update that has drawn criticism from traditionalists. Newly released plans for reconstruction of Notre Dame Cathedral incorporate what some described as politically correct Disneyland. Christophe Rousselot, the director general of the Notre Dame Foundation, says the intent is to make the cathedral and Christianity accessible for those not raised in a Christian society. And this, my friends, is what is the very lowest bar? And let's just do that. You see, cathedrals like Notre Dame, the classic, beautiful cathedrals, they were built for God. Yes, humans came there and worshipped Almighty God, but the entire structure and the altars and the art and the architecture was built as an act of worship for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That was the intention. There's stories of artisans and monks who were carving the upper sides of beams, places where the human eye will never see. The modern man looks at that and says, why would you waste your time on that? They weren't wasting their time. Their woodworking, their carving, was done as an act of worship to Almighty God. No human eye ever had to see it because it was built as a testament to God. That's what this was for. Now it's, we're going to make it accessible to people. What you do is, is you evangelize the culture. You baptize people. You baptize the thinking. You baptize the worldview. You create disciples for Jesus Christ. And then you don't have to modernize your glorious cathedrals. You feed people the true dogma of the one true faith. You don't dumb it down. We've been dumbing it down since the 1960s, and it's been a complete demographic failure. And worst of all, it's an insult to Almighty God. The report continues, Foreign visitors see signs and magnificent paintings, but do not understand a thing, Russelo said. Images and sculptures and paintings count, but so do words. So there are plans to project on certain words and expressions in Mandarin, French, or Spanish, and English, end quote. Wow, that's so inclusive. Mandarin, French, Spanish, and English. Okay, well, why not go all out? You know, if we're going to get away from Latin as the language of the church, Greek, Hebrew, I mean, if you do Mandarin, I mean, you're kind of leaving people out. 
You know, what about Turkish? What about Arabic? What about all the Nigerian dialects? What about Polish? I mean, you can't just do four languages. You have to do hundreds of languages because you got to be inclusive. This is emotional spaces here, people. Be consistent. Foreign visitors see signs of magnificent pain, but they don't understand. Okay, so imagine if we took that to its extreme. Oh, American people go to China and they see all these Chinese things, but they don't understand Chinese stuff. So let's all make it more American. What? That doesn't make any sense. Or you go to Peru. Well, there's all these people visiting Peru and they don't know, you know, anything about the the custom, the culture, anything. So let's just make it all more American and put in a McDonald's. No. What kind of insanity is this that you would take the greatest French cathedral and dumb it down and put words of Mandarin everywhere? The report continues. The new design will reportedly replace the cathedral's confessional boxes, altars, and classical sculptures with modern art murals. It will also add sound and light effects to create emotional spaces. That's what I read in the intro. Please don't do that. A cathedral is built for the worship of God. Not light shows, not sound shows. We don't need like a Pink Floyd laser light show going on at Notre Dame de Paris. No thanks. And I don't even know what emotional spaces are. Actually, I don't want to go to an emotional space. Like, hey, Taylor, we're going over here. You're, it's an emotional space. That sounds like not a fun time to go to emotional spaces. <laughs> it's just... Hmm. The new design will include catechumenal path. This, this path would be to use to evangelize visitors, introducing them to 14 themed chapels depicting Genesis, Exodus, and the prophets, as well as the other five continents and the church's presence there. The path would eventually end at a chapel dedicated to reconciled creation, a concept emphasized in Pope Francis's Laudato Si encyclical. Oh, great. Reconciled creation. Reconciled creation is the idea that the descendants, the children of Adam and Eve, are redeemed through the Redemptor, the new Adam, Jesus Christ, on the cross by the blood of the atonement. And through the prayers and the compassion of his blessed mother, the new Eve. New Adam and new Eve. Christ alone is the Savior. Christ alone is the Redeemer. I'm not saying that Mary is the Redeemer or the Savior. Don't hear me say that. But there is a new creation that is reconciled through Christ. It's not reconciled by being green and throwing your recycled into the blue bin and not eating meat, not because of penance, but because you're trying to change the temperature of the planet. Remember back in the 90s, all about ozone? That was a thing. Like, oh, don't use hairspray. You're making a hole in the ozone layer. Different tricks for different decades. Father Giles Druin, 
who presented the plans to several European journalists, says the goal is to teach an anticipated audience of 12 million visitors with multiple motivations and no history in Catholic culture, the basis of Christian faith, without turning the tour into a catechism in the heavy sense of the word, end quote. Not everyone is happy about this, says the report. It's as if Disney were in Notre Dame, said Maurice Coulot, a prize-winning Paris-based architect, theorist, and critic who was allowed to see the plans. What they are proposing to do to Notre Dame would never be done to Westminster Abbey or St. Peter's in Rome. It's a kind of theme park and very childish and trivial given the grandeur of the place. The restoration project planned to rehabilitate chapels based on three themes, the promises, the saints, and the continents. This is so silly. Again, this is, have you ever been to Epcot in Orlando? This is what it's going to be. Like, you know when you go into that cheesy tour inside the giant foil ball? And it's like the history of technology, and it's just cringe, right? That's what this is going to be. It's like the continents, like, it's a small world after all inside Notre Dame. I thought the French had some class. I think they still do. Some style. You know, we look to the French like, hmm, they make good clothes. They make, uh, what, they, what else they make? Jewelry, handbags. I don't know. They make nice stuff. Why would you turn your glorious cathedral into a Disney-based tour, like a, an amusement park? The seven chapels on the north side of the cathedral will form the Alley of the Promises. It will be devoted to Genesis, Abraham, Exodus, and the prophets in the theme, Song, and Wisdom. In the middle of these could also be added continental chapels dedicated to Africa. What about the Asians? The south side would house the Isle of the Saints. Here the subjects of the chapels would be faith and reason, mysticism, charity, hope, mission, and reconciled creation. The latter would be a nod to the encyclical Pope Francis's Laudato Si. Among these chapels, one will be dedicated to a continent, Asia. The Alley Project was confirmed to us by Father Druin during our email exchange. In an interview he gave to the program La Joue des Seigneurs, promised on July 11, 2021, on the internet, the architect Patrick Rimou had mentioned luminous writings dedicated to biblical passages projected on the walls. Woo! It's like what people put on their house at Halloween, like those projectors, you know? Lame. These projects could be accompanied by a sound diffusion which would accompany the visitors along the catechumenal course. I mean, let's put some fog machines in there too. So maybe some disco balls and some fog machines. He had spoken of it to Father Druin in the spring. These inscriptions were also mentioned by Christian Rousselot, the director general of the Notre Dame Foundation, who confirmed to our British colleagues a discovery trail for visitors. According to him, visitors admire paintings and symbols without necessarily understanding their meaning, and the words are as important as images and sculptures. That's not true. Catholics don't believe that. You can have the most glorious icon of the Theotokos, the Blessed Virgin Mary. You don't need a plaque next to it explaining it. You just go and you gaze and you light the candle and you pray. You don't need a three-paragraph essay next to it written in English, French, Spanish, and Mandarin. No. 
That's not Catholic. It's like these Novus Ordo liturgies where the priest like stops every three minutes and explains the liturgy to us like we're a bunch of idiots. No. <sighs> For the projection of biblical passages, projectors with the power of 6,000 lumens should be installed. This information was revealed, perhaps unintentionally, by Patrick Remu during the interview. The architect gave another important information about the project. New benches will be placed in the main nave of the cathedral. The light sculptor talks about creating a lighting system on the benches that will allow us to accentuate what is important, the assembly. So that's all, all everything's in the Vatican II. It's not about God, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. It's about the assembly of the people in a circle looking at, at each other. Now, the good thing that I kind of like about this is it's going to, hopefully they don't touch the walls and the stained glass in the traditional parts. If they just want to put some lame projection thing on the wall, that's we can come by 10 years later and throw all that into a dumpster. It's easy to take projector systems, 6,000 lumen projector systems, and just throw them in a dumpster because that's where they're going to end up going. This is going to be a horrible idea. Just don't touch the church. You can use your little projectors. And then later on, when traditionalists come and we we experience the great Catholic migration, the great Catholic reform and revolution to return everything, restore everything back to Christ, we can just throw those projectors away. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Is this a good idea? Should we be... Um, adding light projectors and modern art and sound and Mandarin and Spanish and English uh, projecting words everywhere and modern art and you know should we put a greenhouse on top of Notre Dame and make it all green no 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 you know it was interesting when this whole thing burned down sad I was sad that day the fire fell in on you know into the into the church into the transept into the nave it's all those ancient wood beams I mean 800 years old and the high altar the traditional high altar pre-Vatican II was still there it crushed the the new Ikea table the Luther tables crushed but the traditional altar was still there a good and holy priest ran into the church saved the tabernacle brought out the eucharist there is i know people in france there is faith there is catholic faith in france the traditional catholic movement is growing in france we catholics in america salute you catholics of france you carried the torch, and you continue to carry the torch of faith. I don't know what to do to prevent this nonsense. You know, how do we how do we prevent nonsense? My worry is that what our Lord Jesus Christ says in the apocalypse will come true for this glorious cathedral. Remember, in the opening chapters of the book of Revelation, the Apocalypse, Christ talks to the seven churches and he says to them, if you don't keep the faith, if you're not faithful, Christ says, I will remove your lampstand. 
I will remove your lampstand. What he means is, is I'm going to remove your influence. I'm going to remove the presence. You want to talk about lumens. I'm going to remove the light if you're not faithful. And we know historically, I mean, he's talking to churches in what we call today Turkey. Those churches aren't there like they used to be. They've been persecuted. They've been suppressed. They've been compromised by heresy and schism. And just because it's France or just because it's Paris or just because it's name a famous Catholic city, Constantinople, great example, that doesn't mean that Christ will not remove the lampstand. He removed the lampstand in Constantinople, the biggest, the greatest cathedral of all time is Hagia Sophia, Constantinople. It's now a mosque. It's a mosque. We have to pray. You know, the buildings are important. We have to fight for the buildings. Catholics do fight for their sites, for their relics, for their saints, for their basilicas and their churches and for the Holy Sepulcher. That has been our Catholic tradition, to fight for these places. But these places mean nothing if the people, the baptized Catholic people, don't believe the dogmas of the Catholic faith. If they don't believe in sacred scripture, in sacred tradition, written and unwritten. If they are not faithful to the gospel preached by Jesus Christ and given to his 12 apostles and handed down for the past 2,000 plus years. These churches are ornaments of the faith. They testify to the fidelity of the people. The people aren't faithful. What is even the point? It becomes, like we're seeing here, it becomes a mockery, a light show. Uh, foreign languages splashed on the wall, removing confessionals, removing altars, and then making emotional places. So, what do we do so that the light stays lit? You pray the rosary every day. You hear me say it. Pray the rosary every day. You're not on the team. Read the Bible every day. Young men, you heard me a couple of weeks ago tell you, challenge you, read the book of Proverbs every day. There are 31 chapters in Proverbs. There's not always 31 days in the month. Read the book of Proverbs 20 times every morning. Sit down. It'll teach you how to avoid debt. It'll teach you how to avoid loose women. It'll teach you the value of wisdom, the value of family, the value of a good wife, the value of good children, of good business, of honesty and integrity. The book of Proverbs will catechize you in all that. Read, all, read it. Read the Gospels. Read the lessons for Mass. Try to attend an extra Mass during the week if you can. Find a traditional Latin Mass, traditional Eastern Divine Liturgy. Live the Catholic norms. It's Advent, guys. Do penance. Eat less food. Skip a meal. Check your health professional. Don't eat meat on Wednesdays and Fridays. Increase your Eucharistic fast. doesn't have to just be one hour because the canon law says. Consult these things with the priest or spiritual director, not just because you heard it some, 
from some dad on a webcam on YouTube. Pray about it. Talk to a priest. Yes, turn off the television. Read more. Meet people in real life and talk to them. Have real friends. Go out to lunch with real human beings. Not everything has to be a Zoom or a Facebook or a meta universe or a digital. Go out and have real community, real friendships, real handshakes, real hugs, real meals. Make that your advent resolution. All right, we'll close up with a Hail Mary before I do. Uh, thanks for everybody's sports show on Patreon. If you want to get free books, maybe you want to get some of my books signed for Christmas gifts. You know how to do that? Patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. I'll mail them to you. So thanks to everybody who supports this channel and my writing and my work through Patreon. I appreciate that. Oh, I forgot to ask. Please like this video. Please share it on Facebook. And please subscribe if you're new and hit that bell. You'll be notified when I make new videos. And, uh, oh yeah, if you're looking to move, like I live in Texas, lots of freedom here, lots of goodness, lots of traditional Latin masses. If you want to move, sell your house, relocate here, contact Real Estate for Life and let them know Dr. Taylor Marshall's show sent you there. They'll help you get in contact with a good realtor and make that transition. Okay, we're going to pray our Hail Mary. Oremos. Nomini Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria. Gratia plena. Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or pronobis peccatoribus, nunc editor mortis nostre. Amen. Nomini Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. One more thing. I'm doing a live webinar tonight. The two most controversial Topics in the history of Christianity are the Blessed Virgin Mary and the Holy Eucharist. The two most confused, the two most misunderstood doctrines, topics in Catholicism. Tonight I'm doing a webinar. What's a webinar? It's like YouTube, but it's more private. I can answer questions. I can engage with you. I can give you handouts. I can give you resources, which I will be doing tonight. I'll be giving you all kinds of resources um, to explain and defend the Catholic teaching on Mary on the Holy Eucharist, and how these two ideas, these two doctrines, these two topics are interrelated. You can sign up. The, is, the space is limited to a 1,000 participants that help us with streaming, uh, moderation, etc. And there are some spots available. Not many, but there are some spots available. That link is below this YouTube video, webinar sign up. So if you want to join me tonight, it's in five hours from now. Uh, click that link and take those last few spots, and I'll see you tonight. Until then, or next time I see you on YouTube, remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. Pray for France. Pray for Paris. Become a saint. Happy Advent.